Welcome to Unsinkable, where we talk about marketing and mindset tactics that help online coaches stay afloat no matter what the world throws at them. So today I want to do a roundup slash recap of Funnel Hacking Live and take you through some things that I learned that I think will be valuable for you and then also kind of just do a little bit of a, a brain dump of some things that I saw online, some chatter that I saw online about the event and just kind of address a few things that... Um, that I thought as I was going through that and also going through the event. So as I approach any event, I have a list typically of if I know what speakers are going to be there, of what speakers I want to see, and then I have a list of people who I know are going who I want to see. And so um, that has been, ever since I started doing that, I feel a lot less like FOMO slash, you know, just total overwhelm. If you've ever been to one of these events, it's huge. There's about 3000 people there this year. And so, um, it can be a little bit overwhelming if you're like, I want to see everybody and do everything. If you don't have like some kind of roadmap or, or plan in place, you can just kind of find yourself like wandering around and like trying to find all the people all the time. So, um, so when I went to this event, I knew specifically what speeches I wanted to listen to, what presentations I wanted to listen to and who I wanted to connect with. And I did get to connect with everybody on my list. I also had some really awesome interactions with people who were on my list, but I only expected to just kind of say hey and and chat a little bit. But I ended up spending a lot of time with them and it was like everything just worked out perfectly in that regard. Um, And so I'm really, really thankful for that. I'm super thankful for the event as a whole. Um, As far as takeaways, so one of the first presentations that Russell did was basically about like what to do in different phases of your business and I found this super interesting because if you ever heard like we kind of get two pieces of advice right so we get like stay focused and only focus on your one thing your one mission your one uh, product and just just laser focus in on that and then on the flip side we also hear like um, you know if you're not getting the sales that you want to get be sure you're making enough offers or doing enough offers and so, you know, it's like make more offers, make more offers, make more ads, all that that kind of um, that kind of thinking. And so it's kind of hard because you're like, well, which one is it? Um, and so what was helpful for me during this presentation, what he mentioned was it depends on where you are in your business. So when you're trying to get to your first seven figures, you are focused specifically on one product one avatar, one mission, and one vision. So you're scaling that one funnel to seven figures. And that's your 100% focus during that first part of your business. It doesn't mean that you're not running like different offers to that thing. So like if your main product is a membership site, for instance, you might run challenges to the membership site, you might run JV deals to the membership site, whatever it is. So you have those kind of front ends changing, but you are 100% solely focused on your one signature your one signature product and once that hits seven figures then you move on to the advice that we've all heard where it's like make more offers make your back end funnels make sure that you're constantly like reinventing the way that you're positioning things all of that is once you hit seven figures and go above that and so that was really good for me to understand and hear because I had kind of felt myself like dancing between the two like okay I'm gonna focus completely on this one product but then also hearing like oh you should be building out these back-end funnels and kind of having this like in the back of my mind like oh I should be doing this I should be doing that 
So if you have that, um, this is kind of your permission slip to only stay focused on your one thing. And then once you hit your seven figure mark, then you can go and um, do the back end funnels and everything else. And then he also went ahead and said, once you're at nine figures, then what that's like what he's doing right now is he's buying up other companies, he's doing strategic partnerships, he's buying certain softwares. So like that's your kind of third phase. And so that was a really interesting presentation for me because I'd never heard it put quite that way. Like we always just hear these different, like the average uh, millionaire has like seven streams of income or whatever. And so we're like, oh, when do we diversify? When do we do this? When do we do that? So that was really helpful for me. That was my number one takeaway. Uh, number two, Kaylin Polin. She is the founder creator of Lady Boss, and it is um, it's a weight loss company for women specifically. And so she gave a presentation on essentially asking your customers what they want from you. But really, what she was talking about was not being married to the container in which you offer your stuff to your customer. So she started out, I believe it was a membership site. Um, it was like educational stuff. And so she started out like, here's how to lose weight and just, you know, doing PDFs and doing um, programs and stuff around that. And her audience kept asking for like protein shakes and whatever supplement recommendations. And she kept being like, oh, well, I guess it's this one, but it's not really, that's not the best one. And she kind of had in the back of her mind, like, I'm going to, I'm going to create these things at some point. Um, but she was like, but we're an info product company. And so she kind of just kept like forcing herself back into this box of info products when really her customers were asking for something specific from her. And so um, this like kind of goes back into Russell's point. So once she hit that seven figure mark in her business, then she looked around and was like, okay, now what do you need from me? And her customers essentially built her offers for her in that way. So since she hit the million dollar mark, she had all of her Um, like she had a big enough audience to do market research from like a lot of times we hear like oh market research but if you don't have a big enough audience to do market research that's it's not as helpful as we think it is so the waiting until you get to a million dollars is like helpful in a lot of ways because you get a big enough audience to actually get that information so she got her big audience and then she was like okay now I can do supplements now I can do swag now I can do this now I can do that and she would just focus in on that one thing and build the one thing and then move on to the next thing and so um that was a really interesting presentation also because I have noticed myself I have been putting myself in a box of email marketing because that's what I'm really known for it's where I kind of got my like quote 15 minutes of fame working with Russell Brunson um and John Maxwell and all the people that I've worked with like that's where I kind of made my mark on the internet marketing space is um, email marketing. But I really have been getting a ton of feedback and getting like a ton of internal prompts to step into the anxiety space. And so you're going to see me pivoting a little bit in that um, because it is something that I'm so, like I can't not talk about. Um, And I have been consistently putting myself back into the box of email marketing just because it felt like that's what I should be doing. And so... um, that was a really interesting presentation. Tony Robbins. Um, there were so many, by the way, there were so many presentations. These are like my top three, um, just because I feel like these are going to be the most um, useful for you, like, because a lot of them were kind of just personal breakthroughs. Um, but there were so many, there were so many good presentations. Um, so I'll, maybe I'll do like an honorable mention. But Tony Robbins, 
um he talks a lot about like the threshold of control which is what he calls it basically it's growing pains um and he talks about all the different like hitting your next ceiling essentially um and so he gave some great examples of like you know going to a place where um he was in canada and he thought like okay i'm gonna go do this event in canada and then customs came for him and was like, hey, you don't have a work permit. Um, and so he had to like bus all of the people who were came to his conference. Like he had to bus them 45 minutes to Washington or wherever it was um, o- over the border, over the U.S. border to get them in because he could work in the U.S. Um, and so like when you don't have another option, like when you're mentally not giving yourself another option to say, OK, maybe it's not going to work or maybe I can do maybe I need to do something different, whatever. Um, when that option isn't available to you and you just have to figure out a way to do it, um, that's when you break through the threshold of control, which is what he calls it. Basically, it's the ceiling. Um, so that was that was super interesting. This was the first time that I had seen Tony Robbins. And I really, I thought I knew what to expect because like, obviously he's big in, in the personal development world. And so I was like, I'm, you know, I've, I know like his general vibe, but he was a lot less in, I don't know if intense is the right word. He was really intense, of course, but he was a lot less serious, I think is the best. He was a lot less serious than I anticipated. He was like funny, um, which I didn't expect. For some reason, I thought he was a lot more like raw or intense, um, but he wasn't. He was funny. And so that was interesting. Um, The whole experience, if you've never been to a Tony Robbins experience, it's really interesting. It's like five hours or something insane um at least five hours I was there it doors opened at two and I left at seven and so that was pretty insane um and the energy is high all the time and he could have kept going so that was really interesting um and that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about which was the critiques or the um criticisms that I saw about this whole event and so um I saw a lot of like cult talk about ClickFunnels and also about Tony Robbins, both of them. Um, you know, I had some people message me and say like, oh, I never got around, to, I never got Tony because it was such, it's such a cult. And I totally get that. Um, I'm not here to tell you what to think about Tony Robbins or, or ClickFunnels. But I guess what, what I have found be really helpful for me is understanding that it is what the experience is whatever you make of it. So I don't use ClickFunnels right now. I don't use this software. And I talked about that with a ton of people at, at the event. Um, I talked about using Funnel Gorgeous. I talked about different platforms that I'm using. And nobody batted an eye. Like it was not, it was a non-event. Um, and so I think like there, of course, are always going to be diehards wherever you go. But this whole like, cult talk is always I think you get what you're looking for and so I that has not been my experience with this group of people um I think they're really proud of the software that they've created and I think they should be and um I think that a lot of people are really appreciative of of what they've created I think ClickFunnels is an amazing event I think they do amazing um they bring amazing people into the world and so I think you know, I think that they're proud of that and they should be. But I also am like, I don't think, I don't think that you get that cult type vibe just by going to the event. Um, also with Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins is really, it from the outside looking in, you're like, well, these people have all lost their minds. But 
um, you're in it, you're in the experience. And I mean, I got a ton of value and I could have just, I could have sat there and been like, this is stupid. I feel stupid. I'm not going to jump on a chair. I'm not going to do anything. And I would have gotten nothing out of the event. So it's kind of like whatever you decide is going to be your um, stance on, on the on the event is going to be your stance. Um, I saw like Tony Robbins is very polarizing. Of course, he was really anti-mask and anti-vaccine. Um, I shouldn't say anti-vaccine. He was anti-force of the vaccine, which I agree with on both of those counts. And so um, I saw several people like he came out talking about that. And I think it was he wanted to kind of just get it out there. If it was going to really bother someone, they could, you know, leave. And, and some people did. And um, I I couldn't help but think, like, I'm not going to try to say somebody should do something different, but I couldn't help but think when I saw some people leaving, like, what are you going to miss? You know, there's six hours of content here, however long he went, five hours um, of content here. And, like, you came to an event to get information about business and to get inspired and motivated. And you're not going to agree 100% with what everybody says or 100% with what one person says. And... I like I firmly believe if someone's not trying to be malicious like that's a completely different thing if someone's just trying to be malicious or or say something um but like if someone's not trying to be malicious and they're just like speaking their truth and and they're giving you like he has 45 something years of experience he's coached you know Oprah and all these amazing people the royal family and um so many presidents and so you know I'm like at a certain point, I'm like, what, do you, what are you giving up in order to um, not be offended? And so um, I kind of, I got that vibe, you know, when he came out and started talking about that. And then also like the messages that I got about, you know, him being a cult, I'm like you can see it that way or you can go and embrace the experience and trust yourself to not get, you know, swept up in something that doesn't align with your personal values and get the content that is there for you to get. So kind of like listen around the offense, you know, I didn't agree with everything that he said um, at all. There was a, there was a few things that I definitely didn't agree with and at the event as a whole, FHL as a whole, Russell um, talked about God several times, Garrett White, Garrett J. White um, came out and if you know Garrett, you know, who typically is like a really polarizing experience with him also, Um, he's, he swears quite a bit typically but this time he didn't. He came out all dressed in white. He talked about God. He had the Bible out there. And I'm not Christian. I'm not religious at all. Um, but I thought it was so cool that they had the freedom to do that. And so I just listened to the presentation and then got what I got out of it. And I did. I took a full page of note of notes on Garrett's presentation. Um, and so I think it's really every time I go to one of these events, I see the I see the chatter online, and I have always wanted to address it. So this is basically my um, my soapbox on this. But um, I always encourage people listen listen around the fence because you're not going to find the the one person who's going to teach you everything who you're going to agree with 100 percent of the time. Ten out of ten things that they say you're going to agree with. Um, it's just not there. And so I think we really have we owe it to ourselves to. Um, to find the people who resonate with us in their teaching style and who know what we need to know for ourselves and take what we take what we want and leave what we don't and move on with our lives. Um, 
So that's my FHL recap. Overall, an amazing event. I'm so thankful to the whole ClickFunnels team for doing this event in the way that they did it. Um, So glad that I got to see everybody who I got to see. It was just exactly what my soul needed. Like after I left, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I needed to just be around people in that unrestricted way um, and have free and open conversations um, that are, are like, if you just look at the news, you would think are not happening. They are happening. <laughs> um, I met countless people and not one single person asked me for my vaccine status or asked why I wasn't wearing a mask, even if they were wearing one. Um, full-on conversations never came up, ever, unless we were talking specifically about the, um, you know, the control and everything that's trying to happen right now. Um, and there were people there who were not on the same page as me 100%. Like 100% that was the case because you could see, you could tell when they were walking around. And that was fine. Nobody nobody was like confronting anybody about that. And if you listen to the media, you would think that's not the case. But I was just in a group of 3,000 people who came from all four corners of the world, who had all kinds of belief systems, and um, it wasn't an issue. So I think it's it's easy to forget that that's the case, and um, it's not. So that's what I have for you guys. Hopefully this was helpful. If you weren't able to come to FHL, and if you did come to FHL, I'm curious what your takeaways were. You can always message me at Brittany Bailey on Instagram. And you can find me on my email at hello at brittanybailey.com. I hope you guys are having an awesome day whenever you're listening to this and we'll talk soon.